This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Trevor Talks Too Much, the show where I say my silly little words and express my silly little thoughts and feelings, and we have a silly, goofy little time. Uh, I'm your host, Trevor Everts, master baker, mythical soft boy, and uh, proud owner of um, Shrek 2 on Blu-ray. <laughs> it's a great film. One of the greatest films, I think, of our generation. Um, today, I'm talking by myself. No guest. Just me. Well, and Jamie. Jamie's going to be here. Hi. I reckon. Yeah, that's Jamie. You just heard her voice. We're talking about being a people pleaser. Uh, I would consider myself a people pleaser, I think. Um, but I don't know if I'm an actual people pleaser. I like to please people. I don't know if those two things are the same, though. Um, you want to know what didn't please me today? You haven't seen freaking John Wick. I know. How have you not seen John Wick? Oh, my God. I don't know. I just feel like whenever everyone went to go see it in like the theater, I just didn't go. And then I just, it doesn't feel like a movie I would want to watch by myself. No. And then it's never come up. I mean, it has, but it hasn't. You know what? I'm going to... I've seen all three John Wick films probably like seven times each. And I'll just watch them all the time by myself. It's a great movie. Honestly, John Wick is like what Fast and Furious wishes it could be. And I, don't get me wrong. I love the Fast and Furious movies. Okay? I love them. However, the Fast and Furious movies, it's like they have this, this you know, they got this blueprint. And then they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. But like they just kind of get progressively worse, you know? Yeah. In a way. No. Some of the some of the later ones are good. Nah. But like uh, Are they? Yeah. I think so. I I liked seven. Uh so I saw ten in the four D theater. Wait, 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 shut up. There's not ten. I swear to God. No. Is it, or is it Fast 9? It might have been Fast 9. nine. Okay, Yeah, they're whatever. on 9 right now. There's gonna be a 10th one. <laughs> okay, I saw Fast 9 in the 4D theater, so it's like... Oh, so it's like rumbling. It's more than that. So each... So there's four seats. Like, everything's by four seats. And you sit down, and so it rumbles. But when they're getting into fights, like, the back of your chair, like, punches you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, there's this... For, like, when you're going through things, and it's like the cars are going through the air, there's this a little... The, uh, this is gonna sound bad. But it's like this little tube at like down between your feet that was almost feels like it's supposed to be like a catheter and it just like blows air out, but then it hits your calves and it feels weird. And then like when the rain happens, it's like big water droplets just come down. And it's like no. honestly, like everyone in the theater was just laughing. Cause I mean, that's I feel like that's yeah. the only way you can enjoy that movie though. No, here's the thing. <laughs> we should have stuck to the two dimensions. We didn't need to flirt with a third and fourth dimensions. Two two dimensions was fine, I think, for movies, you know? Yeah, so you're not a big 3D guy. I'm not. I hate 3D movies give me headaches. Oh. Like when I sit in a 3D movie for too long, it makes my head hurt. I think it's the same thing with like I get like when I get sick playing VR. Like there's just too much going on. I can just sit and watch a flat screen and enjoy myself. I don't need things popping out of me or water spraying me. Anyway, you got me all off track, okay? <laughs> I had a clear and concise point that I wanted to make, which was that the Fast and Furious movies have gotten like progressively worse over time. They had a very successful movie and they had this blueprint and they redid it. John Wick, somehow I think the movies are only getting better. They have the blueprint, which is Keanu Reeves going on a killing spree for two hours. And somehow they did it a second and third time and it got better. 
Okay, so I'll make And you, I can't wait for number four. I'll make you a deal. By the time we record another podcast, I will have watched at least two John Wicks. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. I swear. And then if I don't accomplish this goal... You owe me $5. You get to smack me in the face with a wet tortilla. No, I don't want to physically harm you. I just want your physically harmed. I just want your money. All you right, I'll give you five bucks. You underestimate how hard I can slap. Um, oh, he's a he's a t- tortilla slapper here. I've I've slapped a few people with tortillas in my day. Uh, today we're talking about being a people pleaser. Yes. Uh, I said that I wanted to do this, and I hadn't thought about it since I said I wanted to do it. So well, I don't know. Well, you know what's interesting? <laughs> One that's interesting is that. Uh, you can actually search on WebMD the symptoms of being a people pleaser. Which That's I, weird. Because <laughs> I guess it's part of, um, uh, they consider it part of like mental health. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Yes. So, okay. I was, what I was thinking, because you said that you didn't know if you were one or not. Yeah. Is that I'm going to go through some signs of whether or not like, of what makes a people pleaser. You're going to diagnose me. I mean... All I'm, right. No, let's send it. I'm We're going to try it. Okay, so this is one sign is... Because I, I consider myself somewhat of a people pleaser, but okay. I've been trying to reform myself lately. Um, and not all of these are going to match. I They don't say how many you need to be a people pleaser, but I'm going to say right. a few. Okay. The first one I don't think you do, but let's see. You pretend to agree with everyone. God, no. 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 Hell no. <laughs> So many people are wrong on such a regular basis. And unfortunately, it falls to me to tell them that they're wrong. <laughs> well, I think also even like, it's fun to have like debates and conversations with people. This is a really stupid argument because everyone loves mashed potatoes. But yeah. If I said I hate mashed potatoes and then someone like you were like, you actually liked them, but then you're like, I, I guess they're not that great. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it depends on uh, that's a hard question because I have no problems telling someone that they're wrong, but it also depends on the person, the situation, and what they're talking about. I guess. Yeah. Because I, I would say that there's definitely times when I've done that kind of just to avoid conflict, where it's like mm. I know that if I say something like this is going to turn into a whole thing, and I just can't do it right now. But I don't know that that would qualify as people pleaser. That would be more of like a conflict avoider. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that. I feel like people pleasers like no, like I mean they do want to avoid conflict, which is probably a big yeah reason why they want to please people. It's because yeah. conflict is can be awkward. Okay, all right, let's go to the next one. The next one is you feel responsible for how other people feel. So it's healthy to recognize how your behavior influences others, but thinking you have the power to make someone happy is a problem. It's up to each individual to be in charge of their own emotions. So, like, do you feel like when you're around someone and they're in a bad mood that it's your job to help fix that? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would say so. I think I, I, I generally, like, hold on, I found the list that you're reading off of okay. that was in the document, so now I'm reading it too. Um, yeah, I would say so. I think that I think that a lot of times it's, I, I would say more with people close to me, um, mm-hmm. not with like everybody, not like random people on the street that like seem sad, but like definitely with people that I'm really close to, I would say that I feel a responsibility if I notice that they're down or out of it, that mm-hmm. I need to personally do something to make them feel better. Um, so, yeah, I would say so. But does that then in turn make you feel 
worse about yourself if you can't accomplish that? Mm, no. Okay. No. Because if I, like, I obviously want to help people feel better, but whether they, whether I, 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 I think I'm good at recognizing when something is like out of my control and there isn't really anything I can do to help. And then at that point, once I recognize that, I'm more just like, hey, if you need anything or if I can be there for you in any way, you let me know. But obviously this is kind of your cross to bear and I can't really do anything. Yeah. Um, so I would say I have pretty healthy boundaries when it comes to knowing like when I can do something and mm. when I can't, I guess. No, totally. I think that's good. I feel like this usually probably happens with if you have family members that might be a little overbearing sometimes or yeah. friends that are more like when you're the you have a friend that's like more dominant maybe yeah. in their energies. Yeah. And so you feel like their energy has to like you ha you're responsible for making sure that they're having a good time if they're not having a good time. Especially yeah. like if you're like, oh, I invited my friend out to do this and they look like they're having a shit time. Yeah, that one that one's definitely tough for me when I do like any sort of like gathering or if I plan something and invite people. I'm always scared because I've always had like lots of different groups of friends. Mm. And so like when, like for example, at my birthday party, I was like, I don't know who to invite because it's like, I know that this is where it's going to be and these people are going. Mm -hmm. And then I have these other friends that I'm like, I don't know if they like, I don't know if they would mesh well. And I'm worried that like, I don't know if they'll get along or if it'll be awkward for like one or both groups. Yeah. So then if I do end up inviting them, then I feel like I'm bouncing back and forth, like making sure that like both groups are like having fun and having a good time and nothing's weird. So I get, I don't know. That doesn't feel like being a people pleaser though. It just feels like being normal. Yeah. But it's also like... I don't know if you experience this, but for me, the way that I interpret this one, too, is that when I'm meeting up with friends or I'm with my boyfriend and I'm like, they're like, where do you want to eat? I always hate making that decision because I don't want to make the wrong decision. I yeah. don't want to be like, oh, I picked this place. And then everyone's like, uh, and they don't like like. And then I'm like, no. And that's why I'm like, no, no, no. Wherever you want to go. Yeah. Like yeah, just yeah. being kind of agreeable in that yeah. way. Yeah. I get that. I, I remember one time I like. Oh God, I was going out to Korean barbecue with um, some friends from work actually. It was Chase um, and his girlfriend, Sarah and Zach and Caitlin. And then uh, a couple other friends mm -hmm. and that weren't from work. And my freaking apartment flooded. Really? Yeah, oh, before. Man. Um, so I ended up just telling, I was like, everyone go there. Like I'll meet you there. I have to deal with this though, because like my something happened with like the plumbing and my toilet was just overflowing and oh, wouldn't stop. Oh man! Um, so I was like, and I was super stressed out. And I was like, I just got to fix this. And then like the whole time I was feeling bad because I was like, they're not there without me. And then I was getting texts, and they're like, yeah, the wait's really long. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this because I invited these people to hang out, but now my apartment's flooding and they're all there without me. And there's a long wait for this restaurant, and I'm not there, so I don't know what to tell them to do or if I just tell everyone to go home. I was definitely freaking out then, but that seemed like an anomaly. I don't yeah. think that's enough to. Uh, diagnose me yet this no. is fun you know what we should do we should just have episodes where we go through webmd and self-diagnose <laughs> be like man i got a weird mole here seems like i got skin cancer <laughs> you know i actually do have a weird mole on my arm that i've been meaning to get looked at hold on can you find it in your pirate shirt yeah hold on the sleeves are tight and well because you can't get your, your... it's this one you can't see it but it's got all the qualities of an irregular mole that you want to look out for. So with moles, you want to look out for um, non-like uniform edges, like if it's not a perfect circle. <laughs> um, 
you want to look for like multiple colors in the mole. So if the mole has like different colors throughout, that's not good. Um, and yeah, this mole basically checks all the boxes for probably being bad, but I haven't got it looked at. I tried to make an appointment with a dermatologist, but then I never did. So the WebMD it is. Well, no, no I'm kidding. The thing. <laughs> no, I got don't. all the risk factors. No, this is the skin. This is the the, the skin condition podcast. Now we're not talking about being a people pleaser anymore. <laughs> There, I, I, I hit every single like risk factor for skin, like, like skin related problems. Like every box, it's like, you might be at risk if like, and I check every single box. So like every time I go out in the sun, one, I'm lathered in like 80 SPF. Um, and then also I, um, what was I going to say? <laughs> no, I'm always like, I'm always scared. Cause like I'll go out in the sun and I'll be like, well, who knows? Maybe that was the the trip outside. That's why I don't touch grass. That's why I sit inside and play video games because every time I go outside, I'm like, maybe this is the time that I finally die from it. <laughs> maybe this is the time I finally die from going outside. Anyway. No. Anyway, so um, <laughs> number three, you apologize often. Oh, all the time, yeah. yeah. Everything's my fault. Yeah. Like, even like when, like, like so many times, like, people will be like, you you don't have to apologize. I'm like, I know, but I just don't know what else to say. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, everything's my fault even when I know it's not. And then people are like, you don't have to apologize. It's not your fault. And then I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have apologized. I'm sorry for apologizing. <laughs> yeah. This is also something that um, a lot of typically like women tend to do a lot too, is we tend to apologize for anyone's discomfort because for whatever reason. We've... Yeah. Because frick the patriarchy. Men yeah. are the worst. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But no, pe- I, I would say people as a whole. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> that you can apologize for. You can both apologize on behalf of the patriarchy. I don't want to apologize one. on behalf of. That makes it sound like I'm a part of it. <laughs> no, you're not. Look, I've been, I've been just clearing gender roles since 1999, baby. How many more... S- I was about to say the most Harry Styles ass thing ever. What was it going to be? I was about to say, how many more skirts do I need to wear before the gender roles are demolished? <laughs> like, that's what Harry Styles is doing for the world. Oh, yeah. He is he is queer baiting for sure. <sighs> oh, and I saw a video, a meme of the, like, the, the Chris Pine thing. Yeah. But it wasn't that. They someone uh, superimposed a goat, like a baby goat. Oh, I saw that where he <laughs> drops a goat. <laughs> This just in Harry Styles drops a goat in Chris Pine's lap. <laughs> oh, I saw that. That was good. That was a good video. Good oh, edit. That was a good one. All right, All next right. one. I'm ne- ready to get diagnosed. Number four, you feel burdened by the things you have to do. So you're in charge of how you spend your time, but if you're a people pleaser, there's a good chance your schedule is filled with activities that you think other people want you to do. Uh, uh, I don't know. Kind of. Sometimes. This is this is so weirdly worded because every one it of is. these is like this is so bizarre to think about. Like, like I feel burdened by things I have to do, not because I'm a people pleaser, but because I have anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> same or d- bipolar two or depression or whatever mental illness I have. I haven't gotten officially diagnosed yet, so we're still uh, we're still in the dark on that. But I'll figure it out. I promise. Um, but, like, it's those things that make me, like, not want to go out. And then I feel bad because I feel bad about bailing on people. But I don't know. Maybe that's people-pleasing? It's a form of it. I used to do that, too, where I'm like, I just force myself to do things. And I... Yeah. I, my my mom actually told me one time, she's like, Jamie, you you don't always have to do stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but then, like, 
I think that goes into FOMO a little bit too. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm going to be missing out, but they're like, but she's like, you're going to miss out on something you didn't want to do in the first place. It's Sophia Franklin. And if you don't already know, listen up. My mini series is live now, each and every Monday. And the only person missing is you. We're dating, we're dumping, we're learning. And we're tapping into all the feels that originally brought us together. Listen and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. right. Number five. Number five. You can't say no. Whether you say yes... And then actually follow through, or you later fake an illness to get out of your commitments. Uh, you're never going to reach your goals if you can't speak up for yourself. Mm. So this is like kind of like telling you what it means, but also giving you advice on like why you shouldn't do it, which is interesting yeah. in this article. This is by Psychology Today, everybody. I cannot verify um, what Jamie is just. No, it is Psychology Today. I don't know what Psychology Today is, but it seems uh, it's actually a pretty big publication. Really? Yeah. Well, that's huge. Reputable source. Yeah. Here in the Trevor Talks Too Much podcast, we only use reputable sources. Um, unless the words are coming from me, then that is a very irreputable source. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do you feel like you kind of say yes a lot? Yeah, I mean, I, I think actually that's something that I've been working on recently and getting mm. better about. Because I definitely used to say yes a lot. Um, and then <laughs> I would like either bail last minute or fake something or, or give a reason why I couldn't go. But I think, I think recently I've been better about, you know, setting clear boundaries and saying no like hey i don't really have the energy for that or, or i'll have to let you know or i'm really busy and i don't think that i'm gonna be able to do that so you know recovering yeah recovering making steps boundaries are good boundaries yeah. are good yeah that one's a tough one for me i've been learning to say no more because <clears throat> uh, it's exhausting it is it sucks <laughs> and then you feel worse if you say yes and then don't do it like, if you say no up front, like, hey, I don't think I can make that happen, you feel so much better than saying yes and then, like, last minute being, like, actually, like, it's not going to work. Yeah. No, it's true because that is the part that you're, like, especially if someone's counting on you for something and you just, like, actually don't have the capacity to do this. Yeah. Um. Also, when people say no to me, I don't get— It makes get, you happy? It does. I don't get <laughs> mad. I'm like, thank God. Say no to me. I didn't actually want to do that either. Oh. God, actually, honestly, the amount of times that I've been in a group chat where, where people are like starting to make plans and I'm like, oh no, I don't want to do it. And then someone else says no. And I'm like, I can say no too. I wasn't the first one. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're like, the first yeah, one. actually, me either. I don't think I'm going to be able to make that work. And they're like, okay, we'll do it another time. I'm like, yes, freak yeah. Yeah. A big thing that I've been trying to do in those group setting situations is like, you know, I don't think I can make that, but y'all have a good time. Yeah. Because yeah. then it's also like, Feel free to do this without me. Yeah. It's like permission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, they need your permission to hang out. They do. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> All right. Number six. You feel uncomfortable if someone is angry at you. Uh, uncomfortable if someone's angry at me? Like, It depends on whether or not it's justified. You know? Like if someone has a reason, like if I did something stupid and someone's like upset with me over it or whatever. But I don't know. I feel like anybody, if they, if someone gets like snapped at over something that they didn't do wrong or because the other person is like, like say someone's having a bad day or, or they're stressed and they snap at you over something that you didn't deserve to be snapped at for mm -hmm. or they're angry at you over something, that ever, that, then you have a right to feel uncomfortable. 
I don't know, because it's like, why are you taking this out on me? I, that's a weird one. Yeah. Or if, well, if someone's getting mad at you and it's not necessarily that either one of you in that situation is wrong. Yeah. But it's like you're each trying to listen to your own things. I don't know. I feel like, and this is kind of funny, I'm admitting this out loud on a podcast. Because me and my boyfriend don't fight a lot. We do. We have really good communication and we do talk things out like, oh, if like this is bothering me, this or that. But I also do feel like we both sometimes will be like, oh, like, I don't want you to be mad. Like, I'm like, that's the one person I'm like, I hate when he's mad at me or if he has like a thing with me. I'm like, am I being annoying? Like, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Even like the description under this one, just because someone is mad doesn't necessarily mean you did anything wrong. If you didn't do anything wrong and someone's mad at you, then you deserve to be uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't know. That's weird. I just skipped this one. That one's lame. All right. Psychology uh today. You suck. No, I'm kidding. Um, number Sorry. seven, you act like the people around you. Uh, I think I used to do that, and I think I don't anymore. I think I kind of grew out of that. I remember, I remember in high school, I was like, this sounds so dumb to say, but I used to be a popular kid. But I wasn't Ooh. a popular kid because I was like a popular kid. I was a popular kid because I did a lot of stuff. Okay. Where it's like I was, you know, captain of the basketball team. So I had basketball friends. And then I also did like choir and theater. So I had like choir and theater friends. And then I was also, you know, in honors smart people classes. So I had my smart friends and I was a gamer. And all my smart friends were also my gamer friends. Um, but it's like I feel like I, and I was like in the student body government, whatever. Um, so it's like I had kind of all these different groups of people that I would spend time with. Mm-hmm. And so I think I would adapt my personality kind of to fit whichever group I was around in a way. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily like an... No, that's different because I was just going to say when you're around certain people, it brings out certain aspects and parts of your personality that it wouldn't in other Places, yeah, that's you know what, what it says. It's normal for other people to bring out different sides of your personality, but people pleasers often sabotage their goals. Studies show that people pleasers engage in self-destructive behavior if they think it will help others feel more comfortable in social situations. Um, actually, yeah, I do do that. Now yeah. that I read it like that, I had a very unfortunate scenario. Uh, it was actually, it was the first time I hung out with Minx after she was on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, she invited me and Destiny to go to a comedy club. Like she invited us over to her house to hang out and then also go to a comedy club with her and some of her friends. Yeah. And these were people like I knew who a lot of them were and like I thought they were really cool and I wanted to, you know, be fun and make a good impression. And I ended up getting like a little bit too, having a little bit too much fun. Yep. And mm-hmm. then I ended up having to go home early because I vomited in a comedy club. Yep. <laughs> And That'll so happen. I I get that actually, like having self-destructive behavior because you think like you want to other people to see you. Like in that situation, I wanted them to see me as someone who's fun and energetic. And I knew that like substances or like drinking, you know, would help yeah. me feel more comfortable and more loose and be more fun of a person. But then I took it overboard because I felt like, I, oh, I need to like impress these people. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Also like hopefully... Because in that situation, you kind of put that pressure on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas in other situations, people might like peer pressure you. Yeah. And if you're a people pleaser, you'll give in probably more easily. Yeah. To that. I think I'm a good learner, though, because ever since that, I haven't done that again. Um, well, that's good. Because I realized like I was like, oh, that was really stupid and a mistake and I didn't need to do that. Like, so I just didn't do it again. So I don't know. 
Maybe. I think I could definitely point to some scenarios that I've definitely been there before, but I don't think I do it super often. Yeah. Maybe you're already in your reformation. Maybe. Maybe I'm getting better. That would suck. Do you know how much less funny I would be if I was like (laughs) mentally healthy? Oh my God. I'm going to be so unfunny (laughs) once I'm mentally well. When you're done with therapy. (laughs) Yeah. God, I'm going to be the worst. (laughs) Oh no. Okay. Number eight, you need praise to feel good. Yes. God. Yes. I need people. See, that's the thing about. Do you depend on the validation though? Like you depend on it? Yeah. Yeah. If I do something that I think is good and nobody gives me praise for it, then I feel poopy. Yeah. Like I'll try and go out of my way. I'll even ask. I'll just straight up be like, was that good? Like, was that, was that a good, like, like I'll make a food yeah, and someone will eat it and they don't like say anything. I'm like, was it good? Did you like it? Like, tell me I'm good at what I do. So you say you, you said in a previous podcast that you don't typically clean around your apartment too much. When did I say that? <laughs> Nicole. When did I out myself? With Nicole, because she's like, I'm always cleaning. You're like, you're always cleaning. Yeah. Oh, no. God, no. I never clean. I mean, I keep. I. I okay. You're not gross, but like you're I'm not, not gross. Like, deep I keep my everywhere. room clean enough. But like, yeah, I'm not there. I'm not like every weekend I'm sweeping and mopping my floor or shit yeah. like that. Like, I don't I don't do that. Like, yeah. I'll keep a, a tidy enough space. Like I got some piles of clothes on, you know, in my hamper that I haven't put away, but. I'm not like, you see those like stay like the, the gamer room pictures where it's like some uh, yeah. dude in his desk and it's just bags of food and cans and drinks mm-hmm. just all covering the entire floor. That's not me. Yeah. I swear. So I don't know if you have this with your roommate at all, but for me, it's like when we, when I, when I actually clean, like, like mop the floor or sweep the floor, I want so bad to just like not say anything. But I want people to notice that I did it. Oh, yeah. So bad. And so I bite my tongue. And then when no one says anything, I'm like, oh, yeah, so I mopped the floors today. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, because I can't, because I just, I'm like, but I did a nice thing. It doesn't just benefit me. Yeah. And I didn't do it for the praise, but the praise would be nice. Yeah. No, I don't clean. I like do my dishes and occasionally... I have I struggle with object permanence, so a lot of times okay. like I'll leave something in the fridge, and then like if I don't eat it, then like I'll leave it in there and forget it's there. So like sometimes Aton has to text me and be like, "Hey, you should probably throw like that thing in the fridge out." And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, you mean my leftover El Pollo Loco from a month ago? Yeah, I probably ought to throw <laughs> that out. You're right. I forgot it was there." <laughs> oh my god! See, I'm the person in the in the house that uh, I just throw it away. I would, yeah, I mean, I'm just, well, I tell them, I'm like, hey, I'm going to throw this out. You haven't touched it in like two weeks. Unless it is a container and the container is full of food that's going to be smelly and it's like a container that you keep. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, no, 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 I'm not touching it. That's why I never put anything in containers. I hate, Tupperware sucks. For a guy like me, for a guy (laughs) like me, Tupperware is the worst. Because I'll put something in there, completely forget it exists. The amount of times that I've had like Tupperware containers and I just throw them out because <laughs> I'll put yes, I'll put I'll put leftover food in there and then I'll forget about it and it'll sit in the fridge and I'll I'll see it and I'm like I don't even want to open that I don't know I don't want to nope. know what organisms have grown nope. in there and I just throw the whole container out. Oh no, and that's it's, why you can never use your good containers when no. because if you use your good containers, then you're gonna end up throwing out all your good containers. You have to use your crappy ones so you're able to throw them out just yeah. in case. <laughs> Ziploc bags, every leftover food. If I get foil, 
if I get food foil or Ziploc bags, honestly, like, but most of the food that I'll, that I'll save, like most of the food that I save is usually food from places. Like I'll bring something home from a restaurant. So usually it's already in a just go container. So then yeah. I forget about it. And then it's like, oh, it's already in a, in a disposable container. Yeah. Number uh, nine. Number nine. <laughs> you go to great lengths to avoid conflict. Mm, no. No, I would say I'm 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 a I'm a conflict enjoyer. Really? Not 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 necessarily. It depends. I think it depends on the conflict, but I think I think my dad growing up, my dad was very much a if there's an issue, then it needs to be resolved. Like if you have an issue with someone or something, then talk it through and get through it. It doesn't like he was never someone that like liked to let conflict sit. Mm. So I kind of was just always taught growing up to like, you know, like take the conflict head on, like, you know, resolve it, get through it. And so I think I there are some conflicts that I avoid. It depends what it is. But for the most part, you know, if there's an issue or something, it's usually it's things that don't relate to me mm, usually. Okay. Where conflict about that has something to do with who I am as a person, I I avoid. <laughs> Because like if yeah. the if the conflict is based around the fact that like I don't communicate my feelings well because I don't have great mental health or whatever that is and that's causing distress on another then like I don't know I don't like to talk about myself my own feelings with other people mm. but if there's a conflict that has to do with something else like a a work conflict or if there's something that I I don't like work is a good example. Like if there is something that I think should be changed or be done differently, I'll say that. Like yeah. I'm not someone that's just gonna like you know, bite my tongue and just like, whatever, I'll get through it. Um, I'll bring it up. So I don't know. I wouldn't consider myself a conflict avoider though. Yeah. I grew up in a very like, let's talk about our feelings, but then be passive aggressive household in a sense. Like I mm. never saw my parents fighting growing up and I always thought like, oh, that's so good. And then I realized like, no, they're letting all these annoyances build up. Yeah. And then now as an adult, I'm like, well, have you said something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, no. And I'm like, well, no one's a mind reader, but I feel like I, I actually know I'm pretty blunt with people. Yeah. I don't like conflict in certain aspects of, of things, I guess, in terms of like, if I can avoid it, like if it's not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Then I will. That makes sense. There's definitely some things where it's like, if it feels like, the conflict isn't worth the resolution. Exactly. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, I could go like die on this hill or 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 engage or say this thing. But if the conflict isn't or like if the if the resolution that happens afterward isn't worth like the fight or whatever you're gonna have with someone, then it's just whatever. Like I'll bite my tongue on like stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, but do you have any conflict with me? Let's get it out now. Um I don't think so. Just Oh, you're avoiding conflict. No, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, you didn't tweet today. Okay. Sorry. But you did apologize to that already. We didn't even have to have the conflict. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. No, my bad. You hate me. I get it. It's okay. Yeah, I do. I can't just, believe it. Just, I just need you to like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 10. You don't admit when your feelings are hurt. Mm, yeah, like, I'd say so. I don't like to admit when my feelings are hurt Pro to the person that hurt them. I'll definitely talk about it later with someone else. But yeah. like if someone said something that hurt my feelings, like in that moment, like I'm not going to say, hey, that hurt my feelings. Or even after the, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a, like a real person. Because I feel like a lot of these, I don't know that I've ever actually experienced the scenario. You know, Maybe I don't go outside enough to be a people pleaser. 
I also think this list is kind of interesting because I do think it has a lot to do with the people you surround yourself in your life. Yeah. It's interesting that this list, because I, I would have said before we read through this list that I consider myself a people pleaser, but I think that this is like a, I don't know, this list seems very centered around, are you a people pleaser? And the end all be all or the goal of your pleasing people is to avoid conflict. That's what a lot of these things feel like, where it's yeah. like you pretend to agree with everyone. You maybe not the second one. You feel responsible for other people, but you apologize often. You can't say no. You feel uncomfortable if someone's angry at you. You go to great lengths to avoid like those ones feel like you please people in order to avoid conflict. I would say I'm more of a people pleaser because I have this really deep seated desire and need to be liked. Mm, okay. Like where Which I think I, is valid. Yeah. Like I really want people to like me. So I do things in order for those people to like me. But also, I don't know. It's not everyone. I don't need to be liked That's by everyone necessarily. Mm. But I guess the people that are important to me or that like there's people that I want to like me. And so I do my best to go out of my way to get them to like me. So maybe that's why I only identify with some of these and in certain situations, because it's not necessarily about avoiding conflict, but it's more about wanting to be liked by these people. Yeah. And so I think some of the points in there, like you said, that like you seek praise and seek validation in those yeah. ways, because the less if you like someone and they don't really feel that way about you, like that could eat at you. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's how I kind of feel. It's like if someone, not everyone's going to like you. Obviously, that's true. You know what I mean? Well, you can't like everyone. Well, I think a lot of people like me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do. But I'm just saying that's like, if I don't know if you've ever been in the situation where I'm trying to think of, like, I don't remember the person, but there was just someone who I could tell just wasn't feeling me. Yeah. Didn't really like me. But I didn't have an issue with them. So I would always try to be extra nice to them. And I'm like, but now I feel like they probably think I'm being fake. But I'm like, yeah. I'm not trying to be fake. I just don't know why they don't like me and I want them to like me. I was going to say, I definitely feel like recently I've been growing up more and not needing to be liked by everyone. I think I still, I think I still want it, but I don't need it as much. And I think that's like the difference for me is like, I'm not going out of my way as much to get people to like me than I was in the past. I don't know. Maybe I'm more confident. Maybe I'm more like self-assured, which doesn't seem right. <laughs> I don't think I should be there yet. No, I think that that's good. And it's good that you kind of recognize. Maybe this was good because you went, we went through the list and you realized that you have started growing more as a person. But I also think it's interesting, like with people are like, oh, I'm a people pleaser. And they like, it's a burden on them. Like they yeah. lack, they lack self-care because of that. Yeah. But that's I- I realize that they are only like that to certain people. Yeah. Like for me, like I have a friend, she's like, oh, I'm such a people pleaser. And I was like, really? Because <laughs> I was like, I don't feel like you I don't are. feel pleased by you. <laughs> and then I realized I'm like, oh, it's because I'm not like, I don't expect things from you like in that way. Like, yeah. I, and so I think it does have a lot to do with, are you surrounding yourself with a bunch of like kind of toxic people or overbearing people? And that's why I use the family example because a lot of times you do please your family because you just assume that you have to. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I always grew up with like, I say no to my family. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a balance where I want 
to please people. I want people to, you know, have positive interactions with me. But if it doesn't happen that way, I don't let it affect me personally. You know, if there is something, if I have a negative interaction with someone or if like something happens, whether it's conflict, whether that's they are mad at me, whatever, like I can't let that affect me. But also like I would hope that when people, when I have conversations with people and when I interact with people that they feel good afterward, that they're pleased. I want that. I don't want people to feel like crap after they talk to me. No. This is weird. I don't like psychoanalyzing myself, even though I do it all the time. (laughs) This is interesting because honestly, the thing I feel like I'm noticing the most is that I feel like I've surrounded myself with really cool people. Yeah. Because I don't feel the need to, like all of my like best friends, like I don't feel the need to do any of this stuff for them. Like I don't feel Mm -hmm. like they expect anything from me other than being a friend. Exactly. I've read some really terrible stuff on Reddit. <laughs> some like really terrible yep. stuff. Um, Cause yep. I like to scroll through like, am I the asshole posts in Same. my free time sometimes. Um, but like, there's some like really terrible people <laughs> out there. And I don't, I don't know. The more that I think about the people that I'm the closest to and that I spend the most time with, they're like really cool people and they love me for who I am and they care about me and they, all they expect from me is to be me. And so I don't feel the need to do this stuff. And the only times that I, in recent memory, that I've noticed myself doing this stuff is usually like meeting someone new. Mm, It's like when I meet a new person or like even like going to like parties with people that I don't know or meeting new people in that way, like I want to please people. But for the people that I'm close to, like, I feel like I can just be myself. Yeah. Maybe that's a good thing. It is a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. I got cool friends. Hey, shout out to... Destiny, Shlongo, Brandon, Nick, 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 Kevin, Elias, <laughs> Andrew, Austin, Richard, Jacob. Is there another Nick? No, there's only three Nicks. You know. I guess basically what we found out today is like our friends are cool. Uh, and if you feel like you are a people pleaser, maybe also look at the people in your life. Are they it, I expecting? Mean, yeah, that, that is. I, I think that there is, I feel like a lot of times, and I, I've done this before where like you kind of trap yourself into these, it's kind of like this sunk cost fallacy. Yes. Where it's like, or sunk time fallacy where it's like, even if you were friends with someone and you've been friends with them for a long time, like people can change. And I, I have like had friends tell me, um, or I've heard stories from my friends about where it's like, when I met this person, you know, we were vibing, we were really close and it just felt like a really good friendship. And then like something happened or whatever, they started to change. And then they were like, I guess asking a lot of them from a friendship. They were be, they expected a lot more than what they should and kind of taking advantage of them. And look, if someone's going to be toxic, don't avoid the conflict. Mm-mm. Like, just take it head on and be like, hey, what's going on? You're kind of being a dingus. You expect way too much from me and I get like nothing in return. And if you're going to continue this pattern of behavior, then I can't be friends with you. And that's really hard to do. It, it, it's very hard. It's really hard to look at the people that are in your life 
And if there are any toxic people, to identify that and then cut them off. I mean, it's one of the hardest things to do. And I could see how from that perspective, like being a people pleaser, that's probably the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Is to kind of like recognize the situations in your life that one, make you feel like you need to please people, but please people in a way that puts your own being self-image, self-care risk, I guess, where you're sacrificing so much of yourself just to make this person happy. Yes. And they're giving you nothing in return. And that that's when it's toxic. And I think that's when it can be really damaging. And those situations are really hard to get out of. Um, there's not really an easy way to do it. <laughs> but I yeah. think that that's important, you know, to, to start to realize. And after being introspective now for the last however time much passed, um, that was a sentence. <laughs> um, I'm very <laughs> thankful for the people that I have in my life, genuinely. I mean, it's it's nice to be able to not feel like you have a lot of pressure on you from your friends. Yeah. Um, and feel like you have a lot of pressure to be the person that they expect you to be. Um, because that's something that I I think I've struggled with even just in my overarching mental health journey is being always being the person that people expect me to be. Yeah. It's like they have this image of me in their mind. Um, that whether or not. I was that person at one point to them or they've they've only spent this much amount of time with me and so this is the portion of me that they know yeah. and feeling like I always have to be that. Like, I know my friends don't give a crap. Like, whatever I, they know me, they know me very well and they know who I am and that's all they expect is just to be myself. And usually it makes it a lot more fun because I don't feel any pressure. Yeah. Like I don't feel the pressure to be, oh, Trevor's a silly, goofy guy. So I've always got to be silly, goofy. Yeah. I love that this turned into like an appreciation for I love my friends. Yeah. I'm very thankful for all of them because I can tell you I have been a a shitty person in the past. Um, Same. And I, I know when I was and the fact that they stuck with me through that and we're still friends to this day. I don't deserve them. They're they're the greatest group of lads. Um, that's like solid. That's like real. That's how you know it's like solid, strong friendships that they stuck around for that. Oh, I like that. Well, I would like you to clarify something though. Do you want to clarify something? Um. Yes, I think she knows. Who, she. I think she knows now. But she had asked Jasmine. Okay, Jasmine. Uh, what the difference is between slap? Versus smack. Like? Like if something slaps or if something smacks. Um, Is there a difference? That's tough. I actually don't know that there's a difference. Maybe in the thing that you reference it to, that you describe it as. Like usually if I say something slaps, it's, it's usually good, like a right? song. Yeah, and it's good. Yeah. Like, but I usually use that in reference to songs. Like, oh, this song slaps. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is about that word that usually makes me connect it to music. But if something, when some, for me, when something smacks, I tend to use that with food. Like, yo, like, cream barbecue smacks. Oh, see, I would use slap for either. Ah. I've never, see, I never heard smack as like a thing. I think it's like the same exact thing. I don't think there's a difference. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I've, hold on. Trevor tries to clarify and fails. Because I actually don't know. I don't know. If for me, there's not really a difference. But if someone out there would like to clarify for me, um, please do. Comments, tweet me, DM me. Uh, I don't know. 
maybe there is. I don't know. That's a tough one. You've stumped me. I mean, it's you didn't stump happened. me. I had an answer. It's okay. Happened. Personally, for me, there's not a different thing. Maybe other people think there is. Stop. Stop celebrating my failure. I like that. What? <laughs> Just kidding. I don't. I don't like when you fail. It's not about the money. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm just cutting the podcast off now. A message. <laughs> well, we've talked about being a people pleaser. I've gone on a journey of self-discovery, uh, which has been lovely. Thank you all for giving me the platform to do so publicly. <laughs> just weird. <laughs> um, I don't know. If you feel like you're a people pleaser, or if you feel like you have a perspective on it, maybe you're a recovering people pleaser, let me know. Tweet at me. Tell me your story. I'd love to hear them. Because honestly, when I was going through this, I genuinely started to realize, like, I don't know if I actually fit these fit this bill. Um, but I think everybody's, you know, scenario is different. So I'd love to hear some of your personal stories. Um, and yeah, I guess that wraps it up. Thanks for listening to Trevor Talks Too Much. Wrapped up like a burrito. Exactly, Jamie. Or a gordita. A cheesy gordita crunch. Um, I don't know what that is. I'm kidding, I do. Thank you for listening to Trevor Talks Too Much, the show where we talk about different Taco Bell menu items and whether or not we want to have sex with them. Uh, Listen every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. Check out the video version the following Monday over on YouTube and uh, leave a review, leave a comment. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Let me know if you like these solo episodes that I'm doing. If you like just hearing me talk to Jamie and talk to myself. Let me know if you hate them and you feel like you need a guest to dilute my stupid brainwaves. Um, no, self-positivity. I'm not stupid. I'm a genius. Um, I don't know. Follow us on Twitter, all the socials, Mythical Pods on TikTok. You know the drill. Thank you, everyone. Have a lovely week. Bye.